Welcome to Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our service accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Service Accommodation Secrets. And this time, I'm going to go through some tips, three in particular, of what to do and how to keep going when SA starts to bite back. So you hear all about service accommodation being amazing and, you know, how you can make loads of money from it and, oh, yeah, brilliant. But there are a lot of parts to service accommodation and sometimes things go really well and everything works. But sometimes things just go a bit awry and things don't work and you get all sorts of hassles and you kind of think, oh my goodness, why am I doing this? And I think sometimes you can hear all the great stories about how well people are doing and think, oh, why is it so easy for everybody else? So I thought I'd share really how we dealt with something we just had a bit of a crazy day last Friday. So I thought it would be a really good experience to share. And it wasn't anything really, really major. It wasn't a horror story or anything, but it was just sometimes logistics don't work. You have things like payments don't go through. People don't sign your T's and C's so you can't send them codes or something. All your communications don't get through to people. So they think you're just ignoring them guests that is Uh, you may have teams that don't show up your cleaners don't go in and you think they have and you know apart from that you've got to make sure you've got the property in the first place set up in the best way for your vision and your business and so you're going to either own that or you're going to have a landlord so we have a freeholder for our apartments in Red Hill and they are developers so they're great to work with but you know, it's not always plain sailing with anybody because SA really is a people business and not so much about property unless you are the owner of the property, in which case you're combining uh, property and hospitality. So, yeah, the different things that you have to make sure in place is your property is set up. So if you're just starting, you've got to make sure it's set up, photographed, listed. You've got all the information is correct on your uh, website or on your online portals. Uh, You've got to make sure that you've got your logistics all in place. Have you got a team to clean the property once the guest has stayed or before they arrive? When is the guest going to arrive? You know, has everything gone through with the booking? Did they pay? Have they agreed to your terms and conditions? Have they sent ID? And have they actually got your messages? But also, have they actually heard from you at all? Have you heard back from them? Because sometimes there can be this sort of silence and you think, has anything actually arrived? And you just cross your fingers and hope it has. You know, if a message is sent, a message is sent. And really, guests do come back to you if they haven't got things. So I just thought it would be brilliant to go through what happened on Friday last week because it was just one of those days where you just kind of think, how on earth did that all happen? And, you know, the lessons we learned from that. So 
initially, I was up early at a breakfast meeting with the Gatwick Diamond Business Group because we go to lots of property networking, but not quite so much business networking. And because our guests are corporate guests on the whole, and, you know, we want to be serving people, providing a great uh, valuable service to businesses in our area. If they have people coming from further afield, you know, it's brilliant to match up what we offer with what they need. So extending that out to more networking, more businesses, partly also to see where we might expand. So I was meeting lots of really great people. I went to the Nestle building in Crawley, which is really stylish. It's a really great new industrial business area out near Manor Royal in Crawley. Looks really good. So I had a brilliant networking meeting and met loads of really interesting people and uh, had lots of chats all from different types of businesses. It's really good, actually, because some people say, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so who's been in property for ages. Or, oh, I had these directors come and stay and they stayed in this hotel that was like 40 Towers. So actually, it was really good, this meeting. So I didn't have what we call our back phone with me because we have a phone that's a work phone. And we do have a VA as well to do messages, but we don't give our personal phone number to our guests. We have a, you know, a business number. And usually if we're needed, some, you know, our team can get us on that and guests do have it through the messaging as part of our systemizing. Actually, that's something we're outsourcing more. And that will help with things like this. So what happened was I heard it buzz a little bit in my bag partway through and left the meeting. Thought, great, we've got a weekend booking through booking.com because we tend to have business people in the week more and then booking.com type guests arrive. And it was a lady who wanted to speak in French, which is not my best language. But luckily, my husband, Pete, was at home, but he was working on other things. But he'd had this brilliant idea that he could send messages back, as well as our automatic messages into Key. He could send back messages translated in Google Translate to French to make sure that she understood what was going on because it was a same-day booking. So all of these things I talked about that I'm sure many of you deal with day in, day out, And if you're new, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, there's all these things. Oh, there's also the channel manager, obviously, which I didn't even mention. But um, so it's the same day booking. So all of these things are massively accelerated when it's the same day booking because you've got to welcome the guests, confirm their booking, take their payment, verify their ID, send them directions. And we offer a welcome pack as well. But that could or couldn't happen um, depending on... Uh, whether we can get anyone there on the day. And actually, my supervisor was at the apartments that morning. So that was not a problem. That was fine. And so what happened was uh, this guest was wanting to arrive, but it turned out that this wasn't the actual guest. It turned out that this lady had booked it on behalf of her sister, who was in the UK and actually worked in the town, but she just needed to book into a service department of some kind. And so it was for her. So that was okay. That was good. She was getting the messages and so she knew where to go. And as I said, my supervisor was at the apartments. And my next meeting, probably I chatted a little bit too long at my networking meeting. But my next appointment was with the managing director of the development company who are our freeholders with the properties that we have as service departments in Redhill. 
and they have built more apartments. So they were offering us the opportunity to take those on as service apartments. So I was going out to view those and they look really good. It's got to research the area a little bit more because it's a different town. Hence, we're assessing demand in the area. So that meeting was great. It was looking at all the apartments. They look really, really good. But partway through, I get a phone call again uh, that couldn't really be answered by anybody else at that time um, from my supervisor saying, oh, well, the guest has arrived. And I said, like, oh, OK, this is it. Well, we she thought it was a different guest, but it was actually the guest who'd been booked through booking.com with her sister the same day arrival. So that was great, actually, except we didn't have all of her details yet because of the way to keep works, things get uploaded. If you do and don't know, digital signatures can be put on terms and conditions, ID uploaded, but of course she wasn't part of that because it was her sister who booked it. So we needed to get her ID. So great, she's going to text that through. And I was talking to her and afterwards I realised and too late that we didn't have her actual own phone number or her actual ID yet or even her name. (laughs) So completely went splat with the phone call because she was talking to me on my supervisor's phone and not her own, which I hadn't remembered. So I thought, yeah, I'll just have her phone number. And yes, so we had her sister's details, which was fine. And it wouldn't have mattered at all, except for another incident that occurred. Well, it would have mattered in that, you know, we needed to get her driving license and her phone number, which we did, but uh, we didn't have it right there and then. So the system just broke down at that point. And this is, you know, when I'm looking to uh, get new business, new property, and these kind of spanners just getting the works. So I was in the middle of this meeting. One good thing actually was my supervisor had discovered something that needed maintaining the um, gusset, the managing director called it, um, around the patio door. And their maintenance chap was doing work in one of the apartments. So it was great because the MD could just chat to him and say, oh, can you sort that out? Because my supervisor had sent a photo. So that got sorted out. So that was one good thing as well. And the good thing was, you know, we're being offered these apartments. But then it turned out that I was driving back and another guest who was due to check in about an hour later, but through the key safe, because he was happy to do that, he wanted to do that. And so my supervisor had left and the other guest was checked in and all was apparently fine. Then what happened was that Pete had a phone call from this guest at home again on the back phone. And although he'd got some of our messages, he hadn't got them all. And I had sent him our email address, which he said had bounced, which I thought was really odd because nobody else's emails had bounced. And he wasn't getting his messages through. And I thought, well, maybe he just doesn't have any data on his phone. Maybe it's, you know, just a phone phone, as it were. And uh, so... Pete said, you really need to phone this guy back. So I pulled over so I could have a proper conversation with him. And it turned out that he hadn't been sent the code for the key safe. And I thought that's really odd because the VA always sends the code through. And so I talked him through opening the key safe and gave him the code. He knew what to do and everything. And uh, so he opened it and he said, oh, great, I've opened it, but there's no key. So I'm thinking, how on earth has this happened? The key was there. I saw it there myself because I was there the previous day. That's very weird. And it turned out there had been a mix-up with the keys, essentially. But also, it was a bit strange because he 
was on the phone to me and I said, okay, you've got a little bit of a delay here. I'm really sorry. It's our fault completely. I'll reimburse you if you want to go and have a coffee for 15, 20 minutes because my supervisor will come back, sort it out. You'll be able to check in and it'll all be well. But this was another Booking.com guest for the weekend as well, by the way. But it just meant that, you know, he had this wait. But he also said, well, I I can't wait, actually. And it turned out he had more people with him than just himself when he'd booked for one person. And it was all rather strange because he decided he couldn't wait 15 or 20 minutes. He needed to go and find somewhere else. So I was very apologetic for the fact that, you know, it didn't work from our side because he had no key to get in. It was slightly frustrating because... um, you know, obviously something had gone wrong and my supervisor had been there only literally half an hour before. In fact, she was a bit longer. But anyway, he decided that he was going to let me know, but probably find somewhere else. So, OK, I thought that was so weird, but never mind. OK, I just knew I'd have to explain to Booking.com what had happened because we have a non-cancellation policy within 14 days. But because we'd made an error... And actually, he was bringing more people. I thought, okay, um, perhaps they'll resolve this. So there's no point getting annoyed with people when that happens. It's like, okay, I'm just going to deal with this and think of the result of what's gone on. But my supervisor arrived back and she said, "Um, okay, I'm here. So where is the guest? I said, well, he's gone. So explained. And she's like, oh, my goodness. And then she realised that we needed to contact the other guest because... The other guest, you know, needed to be uh, let in later because she wasn't going to be able to get in either. So we just had a big mix up with keys that never, ever happens. And I had a feeling, actually, that all of this had happened for a reason. A, that there was this uh, mix up with the keys that my supervisor had done and she never does these things because she's very organised. B, that the VA hadn't sent the code and she felt awful, but actually she's really good and Normally, everything would go through. It was so strange. But the only thing with to keep, which we use as our channel manager, is that if you are writing a bespoke message or if you're about to send a message and then you click away instead of clicking send, it doesn't save it. So it just disappears. And she obviously just didn't see that it didn't send. But it's like all these things combined for a reason. So I kind of figured... Okay, this all just happened for a reason, put it down to experience. But we couldn't get a hold of the guest um, who'd been booked by her sister. So we needed to, you know, let her in the apartment, get her details, i.e. her name and her phone number and her ID. (laughs) Quite crucial information. Her sister had given lots of details, so we were able to contact her, but then she came back. It all was well, and we had her driving license and all of you know her other details we needed, and everything was sweet. But it was just how on earth can this happen? Things just go slightly wrong to the extent that you know you end up with this scenario where you have this gaping hole in your information that you normally collect as you know a matter of you know just a habit. It's our whole process. It, it never never fails. Oh, but it did. And then, you know, the fact that the VA made the mistake as well and being a a same day booking, that was all accelerated. But the other booking wasn't a same day booking and it all just transpired that obviously that guest wasn't meant to stay. 
And actually, even in that evening, after I'd phoned booking.com and they waived the cancellation fee and the commission for us because, you know, there's mistakes on our side and the guest wasn't necessarily booking what they said they were. So they just cancelled it all off, which was great because they just dealt with that. I also had an Airbnb booking in the evening that was the same day. We never used to do same day bookings, by the way, but actually it turns out it's actually quite a useful thing to do if you have the things in place to make it work, which normally we do. And this was so strange because this Airbnb guest sent a message saying, really excited to stay. She got all of our details through and she'd obviously paid. She was verified by Airbnb and we send a couple of emails but she was due to check in, I think, between seven and nine. So quarter past seven, I thought, okay, I don't normally do this, but it's Friday night. I think I'm going to ring just to make sure she's got everything because it was like tumbleweed moment, no response at all. So I rang her and got quite sort of uh, straightforward answers. Nothing, you know, it's all a bit monosyllabic, but I thought, okay, she's coming. That's great. It's cool. It's Airbnb. And then precisely nothing happened. So spent all this time thinking, okay, this guest is going to send through the signed terms and conditions and then she'll get her code for the key safe. But she didn't. She had said everything was okay. But yeah, she never actually arrived at all. And I haven't actually had that with Airbnb before. Although we've been operating for over a year, we don't get a huge amount of Airbnb bookings. And I think we've only had one no-show on Booking.com. Well, apart from this strange sort of showing up and yet not this time. But anyway, so no harm done. We just have a moderate policy. And so that went into um, force the next day because we told Airbnb. But it was just weird that all of these things happened on one day. So you just kind of think, okay, what it really took up was quite a bit of time and energy, but probably not as much as it felt like. Um, you know, some money, but on the other hand, with the booking that we didn't get, it wasn't quite right. So you kind of think on balance, it's just one of those days and you put it down to experiences. So I'm going to give you three tips to help you get through those kind of days because you may have slightly uh, less going on or you may have really awful scenarios. I know some people have damage done and even are robbed in their essays. So touch wood, that doesn't happen to you, doesn't happen to us. But, it, you know, these things can happen sometimes. But, um, you know, when you have guests and you're trying to offer your best service and you do everything you can to give your best service, sometimes systems are going to go wrong. And I will have to say, hand on my heart, my systems aren't there yet. And I'm not trying to do it all myself. So the first thing I would say, the thing to really help you uh, learn and grow from this is that all of these things when they do go wrong it helps you improve your business helps you improve your systems helps you grow as a person and really know that you know to scale you're going to have to get these things sorted because otherwise you're going to be tying yourself up in knots like all day when you have a day like that if you've got like 40 or maybe even 100 apartments or something and we've got five at the moment so it was like oh So know that you can just learn from that and do a debrief. So we did a debrief of what happened, wrote up a report. So what do we need to change? All the people, um, so my VA, Sarah's supervisor and myself took responsibility for what we did. 
and that wasn't right. You know, there were things I should have done with our guests. I didn't have her details whose sister booked from France. It's like, what on earth happened there? There's this, this gaping hole of information. You know, everybody was really apologetic, but actually we just learned from that because it's up to us to run a business with a process that works as much as possible, but also not try and do everything ourselves. So with our systemization that we're doing currently with uh, David and Matt at Prestige Properties, that's helping us to make sure that we're not the bottleneck, not the point of contact for everybody. So sometimes things will happen where people have to check with us. But on the whole, you know, our team and our VAs will be able to deal with lots of situations because they'll be able to see how far the bookings progressed from, you know, when the guest has first booked, whether they've paid yet, whether they've signed their T's and C's and sent ID, you know, whether they know how to get there and all of these things. And so they'll be able to see the progression without us being involved. And also we need our phone system sorted out more than just a phone that we answer. We need it being answered by the VAs. And honestly, we don't have that yet. But when we do, it's going to be awesome. And we'll just be more of an overview position. And I think otherwise you're going to end up with a job instead of running your business. And that's the kind of thing that happened on Friday because I didn't have everything sorted. It just meant that it pulled me back from new business, uh, new properties into the business and speaking to guests. And a lot of what we do at the moment is our USB, USP even is to help guests in a personal way. So we have a personalized welcome pack. Uh, we do talk to them and, um, you know, even if they're corporate guests, we have chats with them about all sorts of things, um, usually on message <laughs> and not too time consuming. But if we happen to see them, if we happen to be saying, oh, you know, are you going to renew your your month and that kind of thing? You know, we're just really nice to people. It doesn't take any more effort to be nice. And our personalised messages, we try to make sure they're not officious. So... It's a good chance to just improve what you do when you have days where things go wrong. And the second thing is to realise that it's a balance of the good and bad. And that's a judgment in itself. But, you know, service accommodation is a great business on a one bedroom flat, uh, rent to rent. You wouldn't make a lot of profit at all if it was just normal AST, normal short, short hold tenancy. But, you know, whether it's SA being operated there that you can make somewhere between, I don't know, 500 and a thousand pounds, maybe more if you've got lots of events going on, if you've got lots of people, uh, you know, if you've got a high occupancy, more than just one person as well and solid occupancy, then, you know, you may be looking at a lot more than that too. And so you just accept that it's a really profitable business, but there are a lot of parts of it and it really is about people and uh, if you like Dr. John Martini's work, so I really love the values factor in his book he's written, but also there's lots of other uh, work that he's done and breakthrough experience. And he has an online portal where you can um, be guided through working out what your values are as well. But he says that maximum growth occurs on the border between challenge and support so if we're never challenged we're always supported we're not growing so take it in a positive way and have an acceptance of things going wrong rather than getting stressed about them think oh 
why am I doing this? But actually, you know why. And don't take it as stress. Take it as just onboarding what happened, learning from it. The final thing, number three, is it's not personal. So it's your guest is coming to you. You've no idea really what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their head at that moment. Quite often we do find out this situation. Um, I do in particular, probably a bit more than I should. But, you know, it really is a a people business. And you don't know. They're not going to respond to you because of the way you are. You're there to provide a great service and make the whole process easy for them. And they may never meet you. But we've had great reviews from people who just spoke to us on the phone or just have messages to and from just because, you know, we're, we're looking after them. We're showing that we care about them. And sometimes you can take things personally and say, why didn't that not work? Why did so-and-so do that? It's not to do with you. We each have our own uh, universe we exist in and we're each doing, you know, the best we can usually. But people come as guests and they've got loads going on. So don't take it as you being the reason for everything. Just try and do your best and welcome the guests and give a great service. And you know, just be chilled about it, really, because it's not what happens to you, as Tony Robbins would say, but how you respond to it that makes your life and the way your business runs, the way your staff feel. And, you know, you can just always just improve and take on board that stuff's going to go wrong. And sometimes it's just things just don't work. Sometimes guests are late. Sometimes times the world just doesn't collide in the right way it's a whole a mismatch occasionally but stuff happens so take it with a pinch of salt and think okay these things do happen for a reason let's learn from those and move forward better for it so I hope you've enjoyed listening to that and I hope that's helped you have a bit of grounding if you've had any hairy times with your service departments or things going wrong or you think, oh, there's so much happening. Everybody else is gliding along with no problems. Stuff happens to everybody. And, you know, when you have a global business, which we do because we're advertising online, we've got companies in our area, have people coming from the Philippines and India and all over the place stuff's going to go on isn't it so just take it on the chin and keep learning and if you want to comment or share any of your experiences in service accommodation secrets the Facebook page or if you'd like to be added to uh, the group you're welcome to ask to join the group I thought you could invite people to groups but you just get added if I do that so it's not good form to add you i'd like you to come of your own volition but it'd be really great to see you in the service accommodation facebook group and you're welcome to post in there ask questions share learnings experiences and so that would be fabulous and i really look forward to seeing you next time and we'll be looking at more numbers in the next episode and how to analyze your service accommodation unit in the beginning but also how to get your profit in there so you're paying yourself first and you're working out what your profit is, work backwards from that. So you can use it as an analyzer for your essay, but you can also use it to record your actual figures. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. 
sharing the secrets of success.